Yo, what's up? This is Pinky from Team Pinky Muay Thai. 20 years in the game, ex-fighter and current Muay Thai trainer. Hey guys, my name's Matt. I'm from Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. I've been in the game for 12 years fighting and 8 years coaching and you are listening to the Ring Lovers Podcast. What we talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Ring Lovers Podcast. My name's Matthew Moss and this is my co-host, Pinky. What's up? <laughs> sure do like pumpkins, Carton. Um, I was watching Dodgeball the other day. Fucking hilarious. Um, I watch that again. Oh man, my kid wanted to watch it. I'm like, yes, we can watch it. Yes. And then I started looking for like balls of fury. Like, trying to get me on camera. Trying to get me on camera. Trying to see myself. Oh, look at that. I want to see, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Fat, fat. Yeah, back in the domain. Yeah. Mate, welcome back. He sounds like he's just come off a fucking weekender, a bender for a fucking wedding that he wasn't invited to or something like that. I love that. But yeah, I was going to ask you how it all was. Off air, but I thought, fuck it, let's do it on the potty. How was Thailand, mate? It was it was great. It was um, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good, thanks. No, um, <coughs> I may spend my whole time coughing through this fucking. I'm, I'm into it. You know, I like it. I like um, a bit of uh, interrupted coffee. But yeah, so it was big, man. Like, uh, got there on Thursday night. Friday night had one one championship. Yep. Um, I don't know who saw the. The video of me getting in the car, leaving the house on Sunday, but the person shutting my door for me, being a gentleman, was actually Rot Tongue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was, I was quite the gentleman this time. I was nice. Yeah. Um, I was respectful, and it made life for everyone else a lot easier. Do I am is he my friend? No. But is like within the family because it's quite a big family. Is he, yep. the, is he the one you have a problem with? Like, is there you know, are you pretty cool with everyone else? So what's, yeah, what's, pretty, what's pretty, pretty cool with pretty cool with everyone, man. Yep. Um, there's one brother who, who everyone's got trouble with at the moment. Yep. He's, yep. he's a bit. I don't know. He's he's the guy who's doing that. Um, he had the the YouTube channel and stuff. Tiff Family Boxing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like he's just like left the family. Yeah. Like, right, walked so. out of the family and. Threatening to burn his house down if if he, oh, if cool. he got, yeah yeah just sounds exciting. All because Sangathit signed to Yokao. But yeah, um, right. yeah, so we went to I went to Super Lake versus Rotang. Yep. Anyone who thinks Rotang got ripped off, it might have some semi retardation. Um, well, what's the argument that he did? Like, uh, what what is the argument that he did? Because he won up? round one and round three or something. Yeah. Which was it's questionable anyway, I guess. But yeah. Even if he did, it was a ten eight second. Oh, that's what most people say. It wasn't a proper knockdown in the second round. Man, his legs went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hit the floor, man. I mean, which is funny, right? Because I mean, like when you say most of the people say that it wasn't a knockdown, who was that? Because I think when you look at majority of the people who who watch combat sports, if an athlete's knees hit the floor. Or their foot, you know, like hand hits the floor. They're like eight count knockdown, which ha- happens obviously in tight. Like when we see it, dudes get swept or they get hit with a big shot, and it's a sweep, barely hurt them. They get up and there's no eight count. Yeah, you know. So see, that's the like, thing in Muay Thai in Thailand, stadium Muay Thai. You get clipped, you get like slept, but jump straight back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not an eight count. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. everyone's but and all the ties are. Oh man, it shouldn't have been an eight count. It shouldn't. Well, it's not. Stadium Muay Thai, it's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit the ground, his, his ankle went out from under him. He, yep. he, he went down. Yeah, he recovered really quickly and jumped straight back up, but he got dropped. Yeah. So it was a 10-8 second round, and there was a... So it worked, worked out to like, um, what are it, 28-28 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's no draws in one. Yeah. So the next criteria they go to is knockdowns. Yeah. And there was a knockdown, so yep. Superlek gets it. Cool. Clear cut, win yep. to Superlek. Um, I was there with... Man, I'll, I'll stand next to Rot Tung's brother. I was there. With, I was yeah. there with the family, you know, and um, it was quite a nerve-wracking kind of fight as well. Yeah. Obviously, on that card, um, my homeboy Tyson Harrison was on there as well. And yeah. Unfortunately, he had a mishap and pooed his pants. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like hitting the guts early and yeah. actually shit himself. Yep. Yeah. Um, Won't be the first time it happens. Won't be the last time. No, it happens. it's happened to one of my guys before. And, 
but it was, you know, he was obviously pretty disappointed with that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But you know, being a being a funny dude, he didn't. He was like took it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Just so everyone, like on Instagram, like oh, Instagram story, just so everyone knows, I shit my pants. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it was that was a bit rough for him. But yeah, some exciting fights on the card. Then Saturday was RWS. I went there as a. I was going there as a patron, but Reza from Venom was on. Yeah. And on Saturday night, I'd seen Muhammad that was in the eight man on Rebellion, and he's like, "I'll oh, just get, just tell Reza." Um, no, no, he goes, "I'll get Reza to put your name down as a cornerman." So I end up getting like a corner pass. I end up jumping in the corner for him anyway, yeah, like yeah, end up yeah. being in the ring and stuff, which was cool. Unfortunately, he didn't come to the party. Um, but he, I got all mic'd up for it and stuff as well, like that. Yeah, yeah, that, cool. Like RWS actually mic'd you up for it, yeah, and stuff, which was cool. Um, then the next show I went to was. The Thursday night pet indie show, which is like they had the TV show. Then, after the, I think it's four, three or four fights on t- live TV, then they turn that off and it's not streamed, it's not anything. It's yeah, proper okay, right. old school gambling Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was definitely the highlight for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sick. Like the crowd, the atmosphere. I was there with the Combat Industries guys. Um, Lewis Regis was there with us. Oh, cool. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, I did say that on your stories. And like Antoine Pinto, like the, the yeah. commentator, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, there with us and stuff as well. Yeah, it was cool. Um, that was a big night. It was pretty good fun. And then so that was the Thursday night, Friday night, back to one championship. This time I splurged and got a ringside ringside ticket. And so Judd was on, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, he got the win. Um, Unfortunately, damaged his hand as people do in one. Yep. Everyone's struggling with broken hands now, and it's they're going to run out of fighters. <laughs> yeah, we'll get onto that in a, minute, in a minute though. Then Saturday night again was RWS with Nyapa Jun in the final. Unfortunately, she didn't stick to the game plan whatsoever and end up losing quite convincingly. Uh, got dropped just before the final bell as well with a head kick. Som Ratsumi came as a different fighter. She came super, super, super prepared. Yeah. And I think Nyapajan's biggest problem is, you know, she she sort of used that single mum thing to get the people to follow her and stuff, which is nice. You know, everyone to see, but I think she, in her own head, she's a victim. Yeah, So okay, she feels yeah. like a victim when she's in there. So she puts on the tired face and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, so, you know, that's the reason why I went there to cheer her on and didn't get the win, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. still love her to death, and yeah. I, I had um, Joe Comerford came, we went together, we had recorded a podcast earlier in the day, and then yeah. we went there together, and he'd done some footage of me, and then, and, like, got me to record some, um, me talking so they could overlay it, I don't know if you saw yeah, that video, yeah. but... Yeah. That was really nice, man. It was nice of him to do so for me. Um, but yeah, big trip, man. Big trip. And Sunday, woke up, packed my bags, went to the family house, hung out there for a few hours, and then Dad took me to the airport. Yeah. Normally, I'd just get dropped off or whatever. He come in with me and yeah, yeah, and hung out until I actually went oh, up, cool. up the escalators to go through the immigration thing. And yeah, yeah, big big trip, and it was quite enjoyable on my own. First one on my own for a long time. Got a lot done. Got some downtime as well, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. got to get out of bed at two in the afternoon one yeah, day. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things I didn't do as well, but I'm not really fussed because I did what I wanted to do. What you need yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great trip. Great trip. What? I'm pretty tired. Pretty tired. Yeah, Roger. Now we will. By the time this this is released, we would have had the uh, SA Motor League. Yep. Because um, so yeah, that was the other thing. Uh, shout out to everybody. Who stayed with us and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the, the pre-record that we did last week that we released. Yep. How they sound to you? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Like as in the sound quality? Uh, a little bit quiet. Yeah, yeah cool. A little bit quiet. That's yeah. Easily fixed. Yeah. Easily fixed. They were off these. Yes, yes, um, yes. Just, yeah. just a different. Clear, thing. just just a little so bit quiet. Both of them. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's easily fucking fixed it. But um, yeah, nah, cool, cool, cool. So um, straight back into it. Just straight back to work. You've got what three? What would you say? Three this weekend? Yeah. So we got three this weekend. Josh's main event. 
Oh, that's right. Um, against Corey Bartlett. Yep. Then Rudy's on, which I don't know how he's even going to get through the fight because I think I've seen him once in the gym. Cool. Um, so he's well prepared then? Oh, my God. Um, he was in... What was he in? Monday? Yeah, Monday. Then last night, night before, wasn't in. Yeah. I don't know where he thinks he's getting his gas tank from, but ah, you know. even when he was training hard, he... he had a limited he, gas he, tank, he, yeah. I think I think he's one of those dudes who's always going to think he's tired anyway, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's more of a head thing than it is a body yeah. thing. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Sebastian. You know, obviously he's from reality, but yeah. does a bit of training with us, so he's he's got... The eight man, eight, the four man, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, which you know, great. We should have tournament tournaments in the amateurs, but I don't know about promoting it as a four man like it's a a pro show. But <clears throat> that's that. You know, and even like the challenge belt and stuff, man. They're literally trying to make amateur Muay Thai, amateur boxing. Yeah, I was going to say they did it in amateur boxing. I mean, like I understand. I mean, because obviously we've got Conor gone for the belt, and you know, like as. You know, he gave, he gave him a little pep in his step, you know, which is yeah. which is good. You know, it gave him like a little bit more more motivation. So I suppose if, apart from what what pressure can come with it, the motivation's obviously not a negative thing no, that comes not, with no, something like that. It's definitely not. But the, but the 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 pressure and like what like what we're trying to avoid is the pedestaling of fights. Yes. Is sort of is sort of how it does get like that. Because yeah. then, basically, what because Connor was asking what it was about, and I explained to him what it was, and. I said basically for him, I said the best thing is if he wins, then he's almost guaranteed a fight on the next show. Yeah. Like so if you wanna guarantee fights where you're gonna get challenges and challenges as such, then yeah. you know, same deal. So I suppose for him, if it's a guaranteed fight, yeah. cool. You know, like yeah. you, you take that with it. But, but I, I understand why they do it in amateur boxing though, because amateur boxing doesn't end at being an amateur boxer. Amateur boxing ends at going to the Olympics. You know what I That's mean? That's right, like, yeah. And so they need extra steps in their amateur style to get you to that yeah. elite level of amateur. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think we need that in, in the... So you, so you don't think it could even be like a like a stepping stone to being a selection, pro, or a selection, not a criteria, but like maybe like even, even if it just shines a spotlight on someone getting in an IFMA team. I, still, I think, you know what I, mean? so like, I, think, I think where that, there shouldn't be a belt involved. It should be you win the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's the case, yeah, then you, yeah, do, you do bronze, silver, gold. Yeah, bronze, that's silver, right. Yeah, yeah. Bronze, silver. So they treat it like they do states and nationals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. The way, like the way they used to, but oh, I don't know what that's the fuck's how going amateurs on, like, need you, to be. Yeah, win know, states and then from states you go to nationals. Yeah, which yeah. is how it was for a period of time there. Like you had to qualify for, like, or you had to qualify in the nationals to go to the worlds. Whereas I think now anyone's just going to the worlds again. What's this for? For, for IFMA. For IFMA, yep. Yeah, it was just like back in the day, anyone could apply to go. And as yep. long as there was a position available. I think I knew people who fought for another country before because they. Yeah, okay, they just wanted to jump in. Yeah, 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 right. But then we went through a stage where you had to qualify in in Queensland in the, in the IFMA thing. Yeah. Just in the Aussie titles or whatever. But yeah, I think. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think the idea of like like what you said like if you're making state like if you're gonna do a amateurs that is a state title do it like state titles that like boxing do like okay cool we're gonna do state titles and you're gonna go in the draw for your weight division and this is who you fight on the first yep. day and then your second day and the third day and the winner is the person who goes and represents South Australia in yeah. a national. And everyone thinks the thing is in in Muay Thai <coughs> because there's so much bullshit. Everyone is so focused on belts. It's it's stupid. There's like so belts are yeah. everything. Well, they're not. I think it's combat sports as a whole. You know, like because you know what it, it is. But I think it, the the Muay Thai, the way Muay Thai are doing it is more similar to how the MMA does it. Like everyone's gone up because everyone's on the MMA train, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. MMA does man these stupid show belts and stuff like there should be no such thing as a yeah. show belt yeah we spoke we spoke about the last i think we spoke about show belts a couple yeah the only time it works is rebellion okay. you have a world-class show doing That's a world-class eight man and whoever wins that you know like it's, it's almost like the uh, what what we had for a long time in the mma side of things was um cfc was uh, like the bit the big show in australia used to be cfc it was like cage fighting championships of australia was the biggest sort of thing my old coach um, Gustavo was a champion CFC and then that was our pinnacle and then all these other ones a little broke off and then that so CFC sort of shut down 
got smaller, everything breaks down, and then it goes from having the one thing and everyone, to... Now everyone wants to be the big guy. That's right, Instead yeah, of actually building up to be the big guy. Which is pretty much it. I mean, like, I think that's... That's why there's so many promotions and so many different belts in fucking boxing and shit like that too. Yeah. You know, like, here's, here's a thought that, that was thrown around in boxing that I heard not long ago. I want to know what you reckon, right? So we've got, we've got how many different sanctioning belts in Muay Thai now? Oh. Like, you know, like, like okay, so, so you, you, look at, you look at boxing, they've got one, maybe like four big ones, you know, uh, the IBF, the da-da-da, the Ring I, Magazine magazine. So Ring, you know? IBF, WBO, WBC, WBA. Yeah. IBF. Yeah. So there's six, right? Yeah. So for you to be an undisputed champion, you need to hold all six of those titles, blah, blah, basically. And the know, one that Canelo, actually means something is Ring Magazine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So so there's this talk, and I've heard it, heard it the other day, and I thought it was fucking... Why is there not some big, huge fucking corporation that hasn't just bought them all out? You know, like there was this talk about like the Saudis biting out all the boxing, all the <laughs> boxing belts and just going fucking them all off and going there is one organisation because they've got the money to do it's, so. It's a, it's a good do you, idea. Do you think that would work across? I mean, obviously, it's the same sort of thing we've got in Muay Thai, don't we? We've got so many different governing bodies that aren't doing the, the same I sort think, of shit. I think the ego will take over so hard that they, no matter what they got offered, a lot of the guys at the top of these sanctioning bodies would never say yes to that, which is... <clears throat> they want to keep it because they want. Oh yeah, the, but I mean, like, what, if you're buying them all out, they <laughs> won't, they'll say no. They'll just they won't sell. Yeah, yeah. like, and yeah. no matter what, they're getting paid. You know. Yeah. And the thing is, like someone like WBC, they've got more money than anyone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like as far as other sanctioning bodies yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's like. Yeah, no, it's just a, <clears throat> like a. They're they The only thing there is room for is like a. Like an Australian. You know, a MTA belt, which is an Australian belt, which is can be fought on any show that sanctioned by any sanctioning body. But the two top guys in the country, if they're fighting, they can fight for that belt. You know, that's that's probably the only thing there is room for, which would actually which would actually say who the best guy in, in Australia is. So you'd probably need like an MTA ranking system, and then from that you go, all right, cool, you guys can fight on this show. You guys might be fighting for the evolution or for the fucking eruption belt or whatever but on top of that you guys are also the best in the country for, yeah. so it's for the MTA belt uh, yeah. yeah wouldn't even need to be like on any on necessarily fighting for another title but, but you know, yeah but yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. that might be that they use it like eruptions just in my brain yeah because uh, you're here I think <laughs> uh, but you know like let like Eruption may have their own belt. Yeah, they, go, well, yeah. they want to promote it yeah. as an eruption thing, and then they're like, "Oh no, you know, they might want to keep their brand on it." Yeah, yeah I suppose yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And that, but that's where that where it all stems from. The everyone wanting yeah, number that one. little piece. Yeah, instead yeah. of making Muay Thai number one, which then everyone benefits anyway. Yeah, that's right. <coughs> that's right. Yeah, no, but it is interesting to see what um, other combat sports are doing. Like you said, like seeing the Showtimer out of boxing. Mm. They're out of the boxing game. So that'll be fucking interesting to see what, you know. Yeah, it's just interesting to see what, you know, like another mainstream sport like that and it, it, that's in our wheelhouse and where they're going to yeah. go with shit like that. And, you know, like with the, with the rise of, of what's coming up with one and what's coming up with, like, RWS and shit like that, you know, like where where we'll be in a couple of years' time will be interesting, I think. While we're talking about, like, one, and it's one of the questions that's sent in this week anyway. Yeah. And me going there and I've talked about it with a few people we're all under the same sort of like got watching one championship man like I've got knockout fatigue like yeah yeah, you know, yeah it's like I know it, what you mean. I'm actually like I sat there like last week watching Pong Siri get bashed like I honestly I couldn't even watch yeah I'm sitting next to this um this couple and sort of talking to them a little bit during the show and I was, and me, both me and the the girl was just like jaw dropped, going, yeah, "What yeah. the hell?" Anyway, <laughs> and me and me and the 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 boyfriend were just like, just talking, like, "I can't watch this." Yeah, like it yeah. was that bad. Like, man, put the big gloves on it; it would have been fine. Yeah, but uh, it's just too much. There's just too many people getting knocked out, too many people breaking hands, too. 
it, I've actually like I'm actually bored of watching people get knocked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you go, then you go to RWS and someone gets dropped. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but right, you're at yeah, one. Yeah. It's just like, when's it gonna happen? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. actually lost its excitement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because everyone can knock everyone out now. Yeah. It was um, interesting. They uh, they had a little. Um, I don't know who's calling me, but you can fuck right off. Um, go away. Um, I was. Uh, it was really interesting. Hearing about uh, there was uh, uh, who runs it? Shita, uh, true Yeah, and he was talking about all his um, the fact that he's got a whole roster full of fighters and they're all world champs before they even got there. And he, and he, he's not wrong. Like there is a lot of fucking world champs, whether, whether yeah. they're fake world champs or real world champs. But he is going to run all, out of them too. There's also and that yeah, and like uh, there's also a lot of real world champs, which is why you know you're putting them in small gloves and they're fucking cracking each other's small gloves and everyone's getting slept. It's like, no wonder it's more exciting. You've got these dudes who've got dangerous hands, dangerous feet, and we're going, hey, let's take the protection off and let you go. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've always said the thing with striking in MMA and why it's a little bit slopsy jalopsy is because they've got so much other shit to worry about. Yeah. So take away, take away the ground game shit that you've got to worry about, and all you've got is your limbs to fucking crack. Yeah, and then on top of that, you're already you a world champion. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, it's the difference between fighting a dude in a bar and fighting you know like it is, you're yeah. gonna fucking you're gonna beat the shit oh, yeah. out of people each, each other. You know, there's big talk now in Thailand about like the level of the shows is going to drop very quickly because they're very soon going to run out of fighters due to concussions, due to broken yeah. hands. I mean, I think in the last, I can think of right now six broken hands. Yeah. Like this year from from one, yeah, like ridiculous man. Like Rot Tongue, Rot Tongue dislocated his thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. that fight, yeah. Um, uh, like I went, out, I went out back after the fight, and like he was quite upset, but like he had ice on his hand or whatever. Very political of you. And um, <laughs> and then went out the. He went straight to the hospital, and yeah, like his thumbs. Thumbs fucked, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like up. They have. <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> Go on, say good day. Good day. <laughs> How was he of you? Yeah, young cobra. Yeah, mate. Um, but yeah, so like I think, like what you said, that the the. I think you're right. I think they will start running out of fucking. But I suppose even if you look at like if you look at MMA, right? Because like their top stars aren't fucking dumb. Like they're not fighting <coughs> five, six times a year. And you they're know, not like, getting punchy. No, no, no. Because they're not Izzy, getting punched. Izzy was Izzy was a little different. He sort of did a whole heap of fight, did a whole heap of fights, then fucking had a couple of beers, and then fucking tried to fight again. You know, like so like he was different. He was pretty active, but same deal. He wasn't getting hit. Oh, he. But also, he know? he's one of the he came on the scene super dangerous because of his striking ability. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like right. Yeah, he, he he's he's like a one championship sort of style fighter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. and man, I I actually have no doubt he'll probably end up in one championship. Could be, you know, could like, be like, like a, a lot of the guys I, go depend, from UFC. Depend, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it depends on how much, how like what he does from here. You know, yeah. after his last fight with Strickland and see. Because he'll get a rematch, yeah. and and it depends on whether he shouldn't, but he'll get one. Um, it just depends on on whether how, where he goes from there. Yeah. You know, like it's it's that. You know, like is he kind of two point and does he spiral out of control like fucking the Conor McGregor style? You know, because yeah, because he was at the top. Is he past his you know, by Yeah, day, yeah, that's he... right. But you know, that, but like going back to what I was saying, those guys in the in the MMA world with those small gloves aren't getting punched because they're not fighting ten times a year like no. some of these fucking. Like some of these kickboxers, and, and they're fighting average strikers, yeah, so yeah, they can yeah, do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they could fight ten times a that's year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because they're not dealing with the danger that that's in front of but them. But there's people like that. Um, Det doing like he won the Road to One thing last year, and he's man, he's on like every five weeks or something on on one Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like man, that's not good for anyone. Yeah. Like, How do you think it compares to the in comparison to just the culture that's in Thailand where they're fighting all the time? Or is it just the fact that like the bigger gloves make the difference and they're probably smarter with their recovery and stuff, you reckon? Um, I think the the bigger the bigger gloves makes the biggest difference. Yeah. And they're not really punches. Like they're a lot yeah. some of them can punch, but they're not boxers, you know? Yeah, that's Whereas right. Whereas now yeah. they've they've turned from 
even even someone who's a genuine kicker is just punching on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're just standing and playing their feet. Yeah, it's, it, it just changes the game. And, like, it actually makes it less beautiful. And Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not, not really... It's not good, man. It's it's, and the more I watch it, the the more I can see through where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, shall we get these questions in, eh? Have a look, say, at a questions. Where the can't get my phone. Okay. I have a child on me. You're a cunt. You said you can't get your phone. How's that? First thing that pops up is a rapture Muay Thai. Okie dokie, looking at the question, see y'all, let's go. Oh, that's nice, start with that one. Just want to say I appreciate the work and time you guys put in for the podcast. Hey, thank you, Neil. Yeah, that's nice, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I'll let you, I'll let you fucking... Next one up is, when did you start Muay Thai? Um, I started at the old age of 20. In mm. 2002. Yeah, I was the same. I was, yeah, around that 2021. <coughs> I sort of started combat sports and started doing the thing. Yep. But yeah, had my first sort of, first thing was, I was in MMA first before I made the switch. And yep. was, yep, yep. you know, focusing on more time. But yeah, when I was 20, 2021. Um, who is your favourite Queensland commentator and why is it Reese Lightning? Because he told us it was. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah definitely Reese Lightning. Um, Followed by Brad Trainer. Mm. Um, good old King Malaka from my gym, Arthur. I love RWS, including open scoring after um, open scoring after rounds. Could it work on some of Australia's biggest shows? I think so. I think it's a great idea. I think the thing I like about it the most is even if the judges are scoring averagely, at least you know where you're at. Yeah, and you it's can like adjust. okay, so, so what are they scoring? If I didn't win that round, what are they scoring? Yeah. So you can change. Okay, I need to do more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you an opportunity, you know. I actually, I actually quite like the idea. I don't think it'll be done anytime soon, but yeah. I do like the idea of it. Um, how do I get my sparring mojo back? Good question. Um, I suppose there's another question later, which is going to have the same sort of answer. But I think the biggest, the biggest thing is what's why are you sparring. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's your why? Yeah. What? Why are you sparring? Are you wanting to be a fighter, or are you are you a fighter, or are you just doing it for the sake of doing it, or doing it for fun? If it's for fun, then why is it not fun for you anymore? Yeah. You know, that's so, what you got to work out. Like, like what? Like, yeah. Yeah. You need to have you need you need to set your goal then. Yeah. My goal when you is say your mojo, what do you mean? Like, you, like, are you no longer enjoying it anymore? Are you? Are you scared? Ha- yeah. Now? Are you having are you, shitty sparring sessions? Did like, something happen when yeah. you got hurt? Or yeah. Like, Adju- find what the problem is to address it. I, yeah. know, I don't know. That's easier said than done. But yeah, could be uh, a fear thing. It could be a yeah. It could be just burnt out. Maybe if you yeah. if you if you are a fighter and you've been fighting constantly or something. But I would probably say like. Um, you you just need to set some goals and and find a reason as to why you're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get it all right, man. Like that's the other thing, man. Like everyone had shitty sparring sessions. Yeah. You know, like let them go. Yeah, yeah. That's just, don't don't hold on to it because yeah, the next yeah. one will be the same. Same combos. We throw them. Throw them for a reason. Throw yeah. them away. Yeah. Once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, what have you found the most optimal? Most optimal for um, for recovery over the years most optimal form of recovery you're a heat man you like yeah. heat on stuff don't you heat 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 yeah yeah, yeah. saunas um, i'm always a sauna fan for a recovery and then obviously there's <coughs> the, there's the um ice bath shock protein stuff that yep. obviously works for recovery as well yep like for general recovery um sleep is probably one of the one biggest of the, uh, well not one of the biggest the biggest, the biggest is fucking yep. sleep and i am not any good at it uh, but uh, yeah, you should make sure you get more sleep than me. Uh, the, the, but yeah, sleep's probably the biggest thing. I think you know? this is going to sound maybe not the nicest thing to say, but the biggest problem with a lot of non-sleepers is cannabis. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, like Mine it's just because I don't like sleeping. Yeah, I just fucking do too much shit. Yeah, it's it's like it's hard to 
because even even a short amount of sleep, as long as it's REM sleep, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Whereas right. You yeah. never hit that with with, a can, as, with cannabis. Yeah, which that's is, right. Which just stops it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like the thing about CBD and cannabis and stuff, it's like melatonin. People talk about melatonin. It's good to help get you to sleep, yeah, just doesn't but keep, keep you to sleep. sleep. Yeah. But and that's what CBD would do. CBD, CBD does, will help yes. you there, get you there. But is it the right type of sleep that you need? Probably not so much. CBD is not as bad. The know, th- yeah. Anything with THC in it. Is, yeah, that's fucking. Yeah. That's stopping you from. Yeah, because it does. It fucks up your REM sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I did. I fucking. It wouldn't matter whether I had fucking REM sleep or not. It's the hours that I don't get. You'd be surprised. Yeah, like like yeah. even even two hours of REM sleep. Yeah, it does. It does actually. It, it's right. going to be. It does. It's going to be better than. I really should fucking check. I got, I got a new watch now, so I'm hoping it helps me with my new fucking. Is it a, checking out my sleep? It's an Apple Watch. Oh, it's an Apple Watch. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Bought into the big one, you know, big corporation. Fucking don't hate me, buddy. <laughs> uh, any suggestions on how to get better at distance when trying to follow up a combo with a kick? Um, sounds like you're doing kickboxing combinations. Um, <laughs> and the only time really using them works is in sparring when you hope the person's moving away from you. So you, they're opening yeah, the gap yeah, up because right, hands yeah. and legs are different lengths. Yeah. Unless you have really massive shoulder rotation on your punches, you're going to be too close for your kick. That's right, yep. So, man, I say forget about the combination. Like, if, if, you're, if you're thinking about the fighting sort of side of things, combinations aren't all that important because most of the time they're going to be gone before you finish the, the combination. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. So you just need to learn your length and know what's there. If you throw a jab cross hook, and you want to throw a kick on the end of it, but they're too close, man, it's going to be a knee now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. You're not going to, you know, otherwise you need to learn how to step back to throw your kick. And I think the idea of combinations is so 1990s. Yeah. As far as fighting goes. When it, something that I saw, I saw a, a thing the other day that was about like just bag work and stuff and yep. treating the bag like it is a person and your opponent has it. As it swings away, yep. you know, you're using Don't that distance. Don't stop with your hands. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Don't stop with your hands to get your kick length. You're like, okay, as it swings back, that's where you're going to work your distance yep. better as well. Yeah. You know, like it's the same thing as like if the bag swings, occasionally step into it, step yep. out to it, step in it. You know, like yep. use the bag. Like bag work is a good way to help your distance. because 100%. You, you know, but you've got to have a swinging bag too. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like our guys like using the, the heavy bag here. And I'm like, it's good. It's good and everything, but use a swinging bag because then the... The, the swing realistic. of the bag will actually help you fucking build muscle too. Yeah, so yeah. Resistance all the yeah. fucking time. And finding the, finding the timing, knowing when yeah. you can kick, when you can't. And you, you watch everyone hurt their foot because it's at the yeah, wrong time yeah, of the swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People always want to talk about like, oh, what weights do you, like what weights and stuff like do I, do I need to do to build muscle? You can build muscle by hitting a fucking bag. You can. You know, yep. like, and, 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 like, and hit effective it hard. muscle that works for hit you. It, hit it the way you should hit it. Like hard. Yeah. It's not going to hit your back. Yeah. Fucking hit it. 100%. Um... Compare your experiences at one championship versus RWS. All right. My big, the comparison is probably for me personally, I go to RWS, I have access to media passes, corner passes. I can go wherever I want. I can be out the back. I can be in the, in the audience. You know, I can, I can be wherever I want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more accepting of, you know, it's a lot more open for, people who are not necessarily under a contract <laughs> yeah okay yeah, so yeah i like for myself i was i was out the back for both shows i had a media pass on on one of them and then got to end up getting a corner pass anyway but each pass allows you to go to different areas yeah 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 so yeah it was um i, I like that one is very sterile, unless you're, you know, someone important. Well, is it like a, it's big show, little show vibes, eh? Like RWS yeah. still has a small show vibe as opposed to one has I a big show it vibe. Has a lot more, it, you know, it has a lot more relaxed vibe. One has a very much corporation-based vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's like, the, it yeah. sounds like you'd need, like, you have to have, like, like, it sounds like you'd have a lanyard there. You, as fucking as fucking stupid as that sounds, sounds like I, like. Can I see your pass, please? Yeah. You know, like you have a lanyard with a photo on it, and that's you, and Pre- that's your fucking thing. Pretty much. It's like when you go on anything yeah. with no limit. 
Yeah. Uh, no limit shows are just big fucking shows. You get your fucking lanyard and shit yeah. like that. It's no different to a Resby Workers Club, you know, show where it's fucking just as schmick and top neck. But yeah. You still go out the back. It's still concrete fucking walking, like concrete yeah. and no no glitz and glamour out the back. No difference to a fucking small show feel, but they're just putting a bit of wank wank on it there. Eh? Yeah. Where, where was that at? Yeah. I was going to say, uh, was like, Re- you said Resby. No, no. Uh, I was just saying, like. Resby Workers Club. I think that's where the next seventeen seventy four is. Could be fucking awesome venue. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Where Beck well, yeah. won the um, Australasian title. Neutral Fight Corners do a fantastic fucking boxing show there. That's okay. uh, Paul. Um, Paul, I always get his last name Naz Naz something. Sorry, Paul. I forget, but he's an awesome yeah. dude. Fucking does amazing shows there. I just just um, in the car park. I just got off the phone to Michael oh, Green from seventeen seventy four. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be doing some media stuff. Yeah. For them. And um, yeah, we'll just. I think, I'm pretty sure that's where you said it was going to be. Fucking awesome that place, yeah. bro. They've got like a bounce in the place, like in a, like a like an outdoor. I'm pretty certain that was where they had like go karts and shit upstairs. Like the, the place is just awesome. It's got a bar inside. And yeah, really good setup. Really good place. Yeah, cool. Um, and where they do the where they do the actual fights and stuff is a really cool venue. Yeah, for, sick. Like really cool fucking yeah. space. But um, so back back to the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, R- RWS is much more. I think people feel more comfortable there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at one, it's very like the cloud. the The crowd is blacked out. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. In, whereas RWS, you can see the crowd. You can see, you know, they got crowd cam. They got kiss cam. They got yeah, okay, yeah, skull yeah. cam. And like that's people, the fun shit, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah. Like it was funny because it came over to us. Like kiss cam came over to us, and we were there. At, um, what show was that at? I think that was at the Pet Indie show. And Julian from Combat Industries grabs Antoine Pinto and kisses him. That <laughs> was pretty funny, man. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot more. I think RWS is a lot more people friendly. You people would feel way more comfortable being there than they would in uh, in one championship. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and, and once again, it come, and as a Muay Thai fan, as I said, knockout, knock, knock, yeah. knock, knockout, burnout. You know. Like yeah. 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 It, just sick of seeing it, man. Yeah. Um, discuss who you think will win the four woman on infliction. Um, I will say it's a bit early for us to discuss it. So many variables between now and the sixteenth of December. We'll probably talk about it the week of. You'll probably the episode that will come out the week of. Uh, between now and then, there could be you know changes in you know of who's in it and all that sort of stuff. So we'll leave it till later on. Um, it's good, man. Women fighting for ten grand. Bada bing, bada pretty, boom. Pretty big one, man. Um, Pete's still in the desert, am I right? <laughs> making sandwiches. <laughs> I saw the best meme yesterday. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Do me off. Do me off, um, oh. um, Tricks on keeping a positive, always keeping a positive mindset and having self-belief. Man, it comes back down to that goal-setting thing. Yeah. If you don't have goals... You're not gonna believe and and but actually following the goals, you know, like I wanna do I wanna do this and this is my steps to do it. Yep. Um man, you if you're chasing them goals and doing every step it takes to do that, man, where's the where's the lack of confidence? Yeah, that's it. What, what's yeah, creating yeah. it? Okay, if the, if then you're struggling, man, you need a psychologist. Yep. You need to you need to see a sports psych or you need you need someone. Yep. Because if you're doing all the right things and you're still doubting yourself, I went through that. Yeah. Then there's, there's something missing. Yes. Um, I agree. <laughs> I do. So nice. So nice. So yeah, it's you know knowing what you what you're trying to reach. And I know this person has goals. They've they've voiced them to me. I'm pretty sure they may have voiced them over social media and stuff as well. Get them. Um, but. You know, and they're and they're very realistic goals. Yep. So, what's you know, you can't like right now. This person's been a bit crook. It's not. It's not a hurdle. Nothing's no one cares. Hurdle. Work harder. Yeah, but that's pretty much like it's, yeah. It's, it's not a hurdle. Like when you when gog and shit, bro. Gog and shit. Yeah, you get an injury. Okay, so my goal's still whatever it is, but you just need to. Your path is just. Oh, it's going on a bit of a bit of yeah, a man. bit of an arc at the moment. Yep. To work on other stuff, whatever it is, you know, man. The time when you when you're free, while you're sick, 
spend it working on your head. That's Don't right, spend yeah. it with your face and your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that ain't going to fix your head. Yeah. And no one else is going to tell you how to fix your head. Fix your yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking. <coughs> um, why is there no sports management in Muay Thai like there is an MMA gay one? Um, such as endorsements, matching brand deal, matching brand deals, sponsorships, all managed by the sporting management. It's <clears throat> not enough money in Muay Thai yet. No. Um, it's it's on the trainer to do the fight management stuff. It's on the fighter to do the rest. There's, you know, if there was big money in the sport, it'd be a different story. You'd have you'd have people that are just in control of all that sort of stuff. You know. And you'd be able to make that, you know, you'd have the endorsements and this and that. It's in Thailand, like that's what they're doing, you know, through RWS and through One and stuff. They've got this sort of stuff happening, but that's where the big money is. Do you really want a spot, like, like as much as management can get, there, there's some people who are going outside the box and just doing it themselves. Which is, if. And I really think that that's probably the fucking best way. Do you know you what? Know, it's like, the most because, personal way. Yeah. And, like, and it shows the people that you're trying to get money out of, it shows them that you are interested. And yeah. that you are, you, are, you are marketable because you can actually communicate. Yeah, you're also not fucking having to pay anyone else. Yeah. You know, what, like, like what we're saying, like, there's no money in it. So we management can't, fees so, are expensive. Yeah, yeah. We can't, like, the reason why there's no money, money uh, like, no management, because no one's going to afford to fucking pay them. But w- why would you want to pay someone else? When like if if you've got a good personality, good talking skills, good, and even if you don't, good negotiations, it. yeah, it's your job. So it's the same as media training now. Like fighters who can't fucking talk on social media and talk in interviews and and all that sort of shit. Like get in contact with Matt Lucas a, and, and learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't give it like I talk like shit, but I've got a voice out voice out there more than what some half the fucking fighters do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not fighting that much anymore. You know, like so the dudes who are trying to get out there, it's like we've We've spoken about it before. Like, learn every part of it. Like, learn the fucking social media. Learn the management part so yep. you can get your own sponsors and so yep. you don't need anybody else. Yep, you know, 100%. like, hundred percent. Um, next question is: Is taping hands for pad and bag work really necessary for the likes of Haggerty? A long wrap's not enough. Is it just being cautious of injuries? I gotta take my hands if me and my missus have an argument, mate. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, man, you're going to spend a lot of money doing so. Yeah. But Haggerty's also on big purses. Yeah. Uh, I think, as a general rule, it's almost a waste of time. Yeah. Waste of money. But I get, especially when you're wearing those little gloves, man, you need to look after those hands. Yeah. I've seen a lot of dudes wrap their hands, cut them off, and then you keep them. Yeah. Keep your hand wraps and you slide your hands <laughs> yeah, back in. Those, wrap yeah. Them up. yeah, yeah. I've also seen a lot of... Um, a lot like Morgan's got a brand. Um, Fortis Fortis Boxing is another one that have them. They have those those quick wrap style hand wraps yeah, that you, and you slide wrap on, the top and of them. then you yeah, it's sort of like it's like full on. It's a full on hand wrap. I, I, I used to have some, um, but like they they look like the taped hand wrap, but they're just a slide on. They're almost like a like a more padded okay. um, fucking quick wrap. It's a whole lot of wank, really. But I think the other one is a lot of times you see those dudes like Haggerty, like. Like, like if you watch a lot of boxing docos, they're all yeah. getting their hands taped at fucking training. Yeah, a lot of it's just for production and wank wank too. Like, I think a lot of people just smartly like use fucking hand wraps and you know, yeah. you know, like and, yeah. or, or like you know, your hands are sore, you use bigger gloves, you know, like, yeah. or, or like a lot of it too. I'm finding too as a coach is finding out what pads work with different people. Yeah. As in, like, I've got a set of boxing pads there which are puffy as fuck. Yeah. Yep. Everybody, no one's got a problem with them. And they've got another set, my sting ones, which are little focus ones. Yep. And it's almost like cardboard. So yep. people who don't wear wraps and don't want, don't, you know, like, I don't use those with casuals. Yeah. Who are just here, like, once a week. I use yeah. all my puffy stuff for yeah, them. Yeah, cool. Because they don't fucking do hard, like, they don't hit hard. Yeah. You know? People who hit hard, I just use fucking pads that are a little bit more puffy. Just so yep. For me and for them as well. Yeah, I think there's way more economic, economic yeah, ways yeah. to, ways, ways to look it. after your hands. But hey, if you're rich and loaded and you fucking want to do it, <coughs> well, yeah. fuck not. Yeah, exactly. Snoop Dogg's got a dude who rolls his joints. If you've got a dude who can wrap your hands, do it. Why not? <laughs> if you're that rich, <laughs> that's all it is. It's just a rich comparison there, mate. Don't it's worry. It's in. Um, oh, Greg has sent in. Fuck off. <laughs> um, do you think trainers should adhere to an A to D class scale of their own conduct? 
display of passion, yelling, abuse, similar to that of how behaviour regarding wins and losses should be celebrated. Also, I hear the podcast is way better on a Monday morning. Um, absolutely, there's, there's definitely... Well, when there's nothing to do when you aim for the fucking bold and the beautiful, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Greg. <laughs> when the wireless isn't working, eh? Oh, you Jesus. <laughs> your double D batteries yeah, are... Um, fucking oh, double Ds, dude. Double Ds, man, you except it looks like a double A battery assault, that guy. Heard that one the other day, that was a good one. Um, yeah, so... I would definitely say there's, you need to only be as invested as the level of the fight. Like over in, the thing is, the problem is, right, this is where mm. I see it. So you see like a D class, all right, is amateur, uh, sorry, D class is interclub. No one should be getting worked up. No, no one. No. Trainers, definitely not. Fighters, if they are, they should be slapped. Um, C yeah. class. Once again, I don't think there should be all the excitement. You know, cheering, you cheer, you cheer, you cheer. But there shouldn't be all the excitement that goes with it, you know? Yep. Um, knowing where the level of your fighter is as well, okay, they're, you know, they're about to go pro, maybe you'll start giving them a little bit more pressure, so you yep. a little bit more. But, man, if they're still on, like, under seven or eight amateur fights, then it's there shouldn't be any any change in it you should be yeah all right do this do this do this are you going to listen or you're not yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Like, whereas you know then you go b class all of a sudden they're pro and they're fighting three threes and and it's like you're gonna fucking listen or yeah, not yeah you're gonna <laughs> listen yeah, yeah, are you gonna yeah. get slapped are you <laughs> are you you know like <laughs> yeah are you gonna cop around number four out the back yeah you, that's my favorite um and then a class man it's by, by, by the time someone's a class they should generally be doing what they're told anyway and you should almost go back to a C-class style because it should be just being able to converse with them. Yeah, that's right. There's yeah. that in-between period, like late C-class, early B-class, where they may cop a little bit more. Yeah. And then you'd hope by the time anyone goes A-class, they're going to do the right. And if they don't, then they should expect to cop it and not fall apart when they cop yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely, like, trainers... You, you can't be... It's like the over-celebrating. You can't over-celebrate in an amateur fight because it just... That just blows the fighter's load way too early and they don't have to do it anymore. It's yeah, like, oh, that's right, yeah. I'm world champion. Yeah, My trainer right, says yeah. so. My trainer just jumped on the top rope for for an amateur fight and celebrated and picked me up and ran around the ran, ring with ran me. The ring, yeah, yeah. And now I've checked out. I don't have to fight again. I'm pretty sure... I don't remember the dude that knocked out Clint fighting again. Like... The one who knocked out Clint in the first round. Oh, okay, And yeah, that yeah. was like the biggest over-celebration on an amateur fight. That was fight, a big like, one, wasn't it? E- yeah, ever, yeah, yeah. ever. Like probably one of the worst I've seen. Yeah. And I don't Maybe he's had one more since or something, but that's that's what I mean. Blew the load. Yeah. Blew the load way too early. Yeah. Correct, you know, if anyone's listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing that dude fight again. Yeah. Yeah. Though it's... And... If I could put a fucking flip on it, Connor's last fight, fucking flatline the dude with one punch, he, he was like, whoop, that was it. And then we got out of the ring and said, all right, cool. Yep. Had a joke about fucking him spending money, yep. and then it was like, yep, all right, cool. Well, when's the next one then? Yeah. Like, we didn't yep. overdo that one. Not no, saying exactly. That. Not saying that fucking, I'm better than anyone else, but you know, no, it's just one of those ones right. that, that I was trying to do. Yeah. I was like, right, it was like, it was almost, <laughs> with his, it happened so quick, it was almost disappointing. <coughs> yeah. It was like, fuck, bro, like, yeah. Like I like I wanted more. Like I wanted to see how how you're gonna do. You know. Like yeah, yeah. obviously good. Like like what I said to him. Happy as fuck, but yeah. fucking pointless almost. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. But, um, yeah. It was a it was a you know boost. But I could imagine you know like fucking you know another gym and he fucking wins like that and jumping up on the edge and da 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 like and lifting him up and all that sort of shit. You know who knows? He might he may not have fucking like really been striving to his next one. He might have been like I'm fucking awesome. Or like, you go yeah. to the next one going, what if I don't do that again? What if yeah, I don't do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you know if you do knock someone out early in your amateur career and you over celebrate, there's a fair chance you've just put way too much pressure on yourself to do the same again, and. It may have yep. been a fluke. It may yeah, not have been. Yeah, that's right. It may yeah. never happen again. Yeah. But you need to know that there's no use in being overexcited as an amateur because you stopped someone. No, that's right. Really that's important. Right. Really important. Especially in the early days too. I mean, like, I think, especially like as an amateur, because everyone being amateurs, everyone is there 
for their own reason. You know, yep. you might get that dude who's had a couple of fights and he's doing it for a fucking good time and he's never had a tough fight yet. And then yep. he comes up against you and you fucking... You crack, he's been maybe it's the first time he's ever really been fucking cracked by a dude. Yeah, you know he's like exactly. fuck this, I'm out. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the next dude you fight's a fucking killer, just like you. Oh, you see a lot. You, know? yeah, you, you see dudes check out all the time. Yeah, like and oh yeah, I can't do this. And, yeah, and they quit. Yeah, and it is what it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, some people just aren't cut out for it, you know. And that's all right. Yeah, yeah. totally fine. Any others? That was it. A few. Um, do we get all the inboxes? I thought I missed a couple of inboxes. I thought I saw everything. Bear with me. There was the old Greg one. Yep. There was the Bryony one. There was and the Neil one. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking about. Yeah. And the rest I looked at were from last time. Yeah, cool. Fucking sweet as. Well, cool. We fucking got a goodie. Yeah. Another goodie. No, um, yeah, fuck yeah, that was um good, good to fucking have a little bit of length again because the last two, two, last two have been short and sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so coming off uh, SA Muay Thai League, obviously listening to this from the weekend. I hope everyone got there, got down there, supported the fucking gig. Um, How obviously, many have you got on? pardon, I've got three. three. I got Connor going for uh, against um yeah. Stephen from Gorilla, and then I've got um two new boys, Nick and Ryan. Cool. Um, 275 kilo guys looking really good actually yeah really really good finding one's one's find a guy from Wyala and oh, yeah. then the other one's fighting a guy from toe-to-toe I think it is yeah okay. so um is it is it toe-to-toe or a toe rod the same or are they different no different Maybe. can't think Torrod's fighting. Torrod's got, Torrod's got, I think, only got um, Luke Ball on. He's fighting Rudy from my gym. Okay, then no, that must be must be the other one. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I'm really really keen, really keen to see how my my two boys go. That the, my two debuters. Yeah. Um, they came in. Um, yeah, they've been in for a little while. Not you know like not fucking ages, but a little they while. Did the last interclub. Um, they did. They yeah, did. Yeah, um, yeah. one of them I think Sparta dude from technicians. I yeah. Think. But yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, know, yeah. So yeah, really excited about them. Really, really pumped to see Con- Connor's. Um, yeah, really good to see fucking Connor back in as well. <laughs> so yeah, and then we got um, we got a couple. Are you going to match up for Valley? Because it seems I saw a yeah, me- I saw four a so far. four. I saw a uh, a post from Valley Muay Thai saying they had 20, 20 matchups. Yeah, I think we've got we've got I got a junior going on that. Oh, first time a twelve year old twelve year old <laughs> junior jumping on. Oh no, I got yeah. um a. Fifteen-year-old, a seventeen-year-old. Oh, cool. Um, and then the other two are adults at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Grassroots up in the country. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take my straw hat. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna take my sister. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna take <laughs> your the sister. Barn. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, but yeah. All right, kids. On that note, um, hope you all take your sisters. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, make sure you um, send us some questions next week. As I said, if you went to SA Muay Thai League, um, that's awesome. Good support for the for the grassroots. Um, if you were there, hope you weren't a dickhead. Yeah. Right? Because we don't need any more dickheads in this sport. Yeah, hope you um, actually um, treat yourself like an amateur and treat the show properly. like an amateur. And yeah. cheered. No booing. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, I've been Matt from Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. Thank you. From Team Biggie Muay Thai. That's the one. And Antoine's running back. Say see ya. Bye. And Antoine's out too. All right. See you guys. Thank you very much. Peace. 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 (laughs) Recording stopped.